prepared with deep sense of expectation. And I can assure you, according to scripture, the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. God will give someone here a testimony in the name of Jesus. While I was trusting the Lord, because you know that the responsibility of a preacher is not to come and teach you philosophy. It's not to come and explain to you what he read in school. It's to come and explain the living word of God. Why? Because all that we are, we are messenger that is holding a message from, from a master. We are what? Messengers giving a message from the master to his children. So, at best, we can best be described as a conduit pipe. So, what I will say right now is that heaven should take over these lips of clay and speak the word in season to somebody in this place. Heaven should take over this little boy talking and let the spirit of God be magnified so that whatever you brought here that is a worry, whatever you brought here that is a yoke or a burden, heaven will dissolve it in the name of Jesus. Now, one of the scriptures in scripture that made it very clear in that Matthew, I believe, uh, uh, 1128, it said, come unto me. When you come unto me, and you come, and you are assured that your heart is heavy, there is restlessness, and there is emptiness in your heart, the only place I will recommend you come is come unto me. Because when you do that, I will request that you should drop that burden at my feet. But you will do me a favor. You know the favor he asked you to do in that 1128? He said, you will learn from me. So that you will not repeat the carriage of the burden and the yoke again. Learn from me. And then there is a guaranteed peace and rest. That is somebody's testimony in this service today. Ever we increase your peace level. Ever we increase your rest level. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So why asking the Lord, Daddy, what would you want your children to hear? All he kept saying to me is that, enforce the word of my servant. Enforce it until it becomes a living testimony. What is that word? It is our week. It is our month of what? Good news. Good news. Please listen very attentively. I am yet to see one living being on earth who is a frequent experiencer of good news and contemplates suicide. Anybody like that? Have you heard anybody like that before? No living being who constantly experiences good news on a frequent level and then he would contemplate what? Suicide. Good news is a compulsory commodity for our survival and fulfillment on earth. True or false? Nothing will provoke your hatred for life as much as scarcity of what? Good news. As a matter of fact, I can say free, free, without any recourse to anything. Your love for God can be deeply accentuated by the frequency of your encounter with good news. You will not survive too far on this planet if all you ever hear from Monday to Friday, January to December, is bad news. You won't survive for too long. As a matter of fact, let us establish this also. Your health, the quality of your health, is largely predicated by the quality of the good news. We have heard of men who were uh, told to have, you say, this one is, there's nothing we can do, he's dead. Uh, you know, let him just, he's gone. And when they bring good news to such a soul, the soul comes alive. So good news is not an ordinary happening every day. Oh, for instance, someone ate food this morning. In certain categories or class of people, it can be said to be good news. But to some of you, it is not good news. Neither is it what? Bad news. It's not bad news. It is just a natural occurrence to eat, to wake up. It's not general with everybody. Not everybody can eat or wake up. I know. 
But there are some constant events that you will not regard as good news. But there is an event that when it happens in your life, without a drum, without a trumpet, without anything, all by yourself, nobody's singing, nobody's dancing, all by yourself, you'll be shaking, you'll be vibrating. Say, am I worried? Am I worried? Why? You encountered something very uncommon. It is called what? Good news. I pray a prayer for us. Good news will not be scarce in our life. He said this, we can't deceive ourselves. I have learned over here as a young Yoruba boy that when you place sugar somewhere, the sugar does not require any form of advert for ants to locate it. It is a natural law. Believe me, nobody insults a man who is constantly carrying good news. Nobody. Not even any, no wife We say, Yeah, 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 to any husband. If the husband is a carrier of good news consistently. One of the reasons why you are feeling tired and discouraged and discombobulated sometimes is because you, you know, ordinarily, if we experience good news frequently, there is nothing like testimony. Testimony looks like a special occurrence that happened out of the blues. Some people just begin to say, the Lord answered my prayer. Therefore, I'm going to give my testimony. But ordinarily, if you listen very well as a true child of God, when you react that way, it's like you were surprised God answered your prayer. Somebody in this service today, the Lord is here to launch you into a strange frequency of good news. Yeah. The last bad news you heard will be the last in your entire lifetime. Yeah. Now, I, I need you to do me a favor, a very good favor. I need you to point in my direction with all sense of love and compassion. I say, Steve, you will never hear bad news again. Hurry up, please do it quickly. Say, you will never hear bad news again. Now, I return the same prophecy in your direction. Between now and end of the year, if there is anybody and anyone in any place where bad news is being gathered and shared, you will not be there. Because the opposite of good news is what? We need to understand that good news is real. Good news is what? Is real. Your long face and your non-smiling face is traceable to the absence of good news. You cannot hide it if good things are happening. You can't. So this evening, we want to continue this very significant journey on the subject of good news that we have a cumulative effect on Friday. Because this year is not permitted to end until you share that fantastic news. Now, someone is committed to that prophecy. This year is not permitted to end until you share that fantastic good news. And this is it. If you have followed the sequence of divine instruction from January to date, it is a clear indication that heaven is carefully positioning us for this experience. And I can assure you by God's word and the servant of God and the commission, the grace over this commission, you will not escape your own good news. Your pride as a believer is also predicated on the good news that come out of your mouth every day. He said, do I meet any problem you have got, Brother Mayaki? He will solve it. Meaning what? It's a natural carrier of what? Good news. How many of us are ready for this journey now? And please, let us quickly warn ourselves. It's a journey that will require a lot of prayer. You agree with me? And so we're going to make this meeting, you know, 15% interactive, 15% explanation, and 15% prayer. Are we okay by that? And then we will all come back again on Friday 
and some of us are coming to testify. Who is that person in this service? It is me. Amen. Now, I need to show you that all that we have been doing from January to date is a build up to now. So, open your scriptures to Isaiah chapter 40. The book of Isaiah chapter 40. So, we start this journey to good news. The book of Isaiah. If you read from verse 1, I said Isaiah. Please follow attentively. The New King James Version. Comfort, yes, comfort my people. Is that in your Bible? Says who? The Lord. Speak ye comfortably to Grace Assembly. Speak ye comfortably to Stephen. Can you please put your name there? Speak ye comfortably to what? To Grace Assembly. Speak comfortably to Stephen. Cry unto her that our what? Our what? Listen to me there. Our warfare is what? Is it in your Bible? You fought all the way from January, you are still fighting. God is saying it's okay. You cannot continue to be in war and have peace of mind. This scripture is not my handwriting. God is giving someone a word of prophecy to assure you of your peace. That the war you have fought, what has troubled you has ended today. He said that a war is what? Ended. One, two. That our iniquity is what? Pardoned. Is that my handwriting? For she has what? Received from the laws and double for all of her sins. Please go further. The voice of him, of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way. Prepare the way for good news. Make straight the desert, in the desert. A highway of our God. Every valley shall be what? Exalted. This your obscurity is over. This your inadequacy. One day you are broke. One day you are rich. This topsy-turvy and dilly-dally undulating life. God is saying in this season, it has come to an end. Now, now pay attention. One of the cheapest things to do among believers is to shout amen. But amen is not as much as when your faith is pumped into it. Today is every other day, but today is somebody's day. He said that we make the crooked path, the crooked place shall be what? Shall be made straight. And the rough journey of generality date, it will not be rough for you again. Whatever is causing you private tears and worry of art, heaven is saying it is expired right now. That is not my handwriting. You have only two options. Either you believe God right now, or you go with your issues. Let us read further, please. He said, the glory of the Lord shall what? Be revealed. And all flesh shall do what? Ah, ladies and gentlemen, men will celebrate with you. Men will rejoice with your good news. Those that have despised you in your presence and in your absence, this scripture is taking effect. They will come and rejoice with you. Now, I hear somebody here. Somebody come and tell you, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were not like that. I have no other backup in life outside the scripture. The day I begin to doubt and question the integrity of this scripture, I have no business with God again. He said it. I was trusting him, but what do we say? He said, take them through Isaiah chapter 40. And as you roll into the impact of good news, because somebody's good news is just by the door. But he decided to give you a consolation from here. 
Can you please take it further? Because I'm not there where I'm going yet. Look at verse 6. He said, the voice said, cry and say, now listen to verse 6. Because for every blessing of God, there are certain conditions. The voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all what? All good flower of the field. Are you here with me? He said, tell them to cry out a little. And by the grace of God on Friday, somebody who is committed to encountering good news will be here on time. Because you will take possession of your possession. In the name of Jesus. We have just established right now that good news is your inheritance. But I want to start the discussion. Can I ask a very practical and sincere question here? Why is good news not as popular as bad news? Why is bad news more than good news? Why is there scarcity and shortage of good news? It is so easy to, if you put up your social media right now, the volume of bad news you will read on it will be more than the good news. We're going to have a very simple discussion. What are the factors responsible for increasing bad news? Now, I used to have this joke as a little boy, little boy way back then as a campus pastor. Because you must have been told before that the compilation of the entire Bible in its literal meaning means good news. Am I correct? Okay, common sense discussion now. If something is truly good, I think by the natural law of attraction, I am yet to see one human being who will, you will put honey in his mouth, honey. He will taste it and know it's honey. And then he will now say, nonsense, I don't want this honey. I am yet to see anybody who is naturally in his mind to do that. If something is truly good, should we have to, should we compel people to accept it? Should we? You know the truth of the matter is this. Let's, I mean, we are believers in this hall. If this gospel is truly as impactful as they say it is, you will not beg anybody to accept it. Something must be wrong somewhere. And I will tell you one of the answers that I have discovered. But before we go into that, can someone please, you know, retrospect a little with me here and answer the question, why do we seem to have more bad news than good news? Why is good news more, bad news more popular than good news? Why do people experience more bad news than good news? I don't know if any pastor will come here and preach and say that the title of my message is bad news. Anybody want to help? Anybody want to reflect? I say, come to think of it. That's true. Bad news. Take a stock of your life from January to date. You can count the good news. But really, if you want to look at the other news, you are still waiting. Why? Anybody? Anybody? Give it a thought. The subject of good news. We should have been discussing it if it's, if it's not scarce. We should not make it a prayer point if it's abundant everywhere. It should never be a reason to, as a topic. The way we are even looking, self, is already confirming that, uh, Pastor Steve, you don't understand what's going on. This good news thing you're talking about here. <laughs> if 
if if half of people seated here enter this auditorium today with a fantastic mind-blowing news i can assure you of one thing minister lance they won't come here alone no you know why they will tell somebody jesus met him a woman by the well. He shared, he shared good news with the woman. Who can tell me what the woman did? The woman didn't walk back to the city. She ran back to the city. To say what? Hey! Come and see. You can't even answer the question. You know why? Looking at the mirror on yourself, taking a stock at yourself, on a balance sheet, you are really asking, how much good news by next week, Wednesday, we'll be in October. Am I correct? Twelve more Wednesdays for the year to end. Aging, we are aging every day. The dream you had as a little boy, it has not manifested. There is a man, I read his story in the Bible. Mr. Lance, please stay with me here. The man waited for news for 80 years. 80 years, he was waiting for a particular good news. You know what happened eventually? He got accustomed to the no news. That when eventually they brought the news, even God was bothered. He could not share the news with him again. You know the man I'm talking about here? In Luke chapter 1 verse 19. He was in the presence of God, waiting for one good news for 80 years. Out of prolonged waiting, he had, he had adjusted to the no news. Ah, you will not adjust to bad news. You will not adjust to no news. When they finally brought the news to him, even God, as a result of the condition of his heart, could not release the news. You know what God had to do to him? You remember what God had to do to him? God had to make him deaf and dumb. Was he deaf? He was dumb. Why? So that he will not become a barrier to the expression of the good news. Somebody is seated and is wondering... I don't hear this. I don't hear. I don't hear. Nothing. I saw them talking since January. This is mine. This is February. Nothing has happened. Unfortunately, and coincidentally, you are gradually adjusting to the no news. You know what? The good news this morning is this, this evening, is that before this year runs out, you will make a joyful noise. You will never imagine it would happen. Why is there scarcity of good news? Someone please help me. Please, someone say something about this. All right. Can you help with slide at the back? Scarcity. No news. Bad news. Why is good news in short supply? Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I personally don't feel like there's scarcity of what? good news. What did you say? I don't feel like there is scarcity of good news. Okay, you don't I, think I don't think that there is scarcity of good news because okay. we're all children of God, and the Bible says that um, the plans God has towards us are of good and of evil, and He has um, plans to give us a hope and a future. You know, and I believe that every day of our life, God is thinking of us and is thinking of how to make good things happen to us. Good things happen for us. But the thing is. Um, when we say something is bad news, it is bad news according to who, to whose standard, according to whose big picture. Because, um, for example, as that when Joseph was being thrown in the pit, it could have looked as it could have looked as if it was bad news for him. But in the big picture, it wasn't bad news. 
when Ezekiah was praying, when, when, God, when they told him he was going to die, and he prayed for 15 years, and he prayed that he should not die, and they added 15 years to his years. For him, that was good news. But in the big picture, it wasn't good news. So when you say you, when you, um, so um, in this season of good news, you should be careful not to put God in a box because what you, you might be expecting good in a certain area, good in a certain area, and it happens another way, and then you are thinking it is bad news. But in the big picture, in the agenda of God, it is good news. And so don't put God in a box. Um, when something, when you are praying about something in particular, and it seems as if that it seems as if it doesn't come true that way. Um, before you before you start crying and you start lamenting and you make and say God is unfaithful, you need to pause and ask God that God, um, what is this about? According to your own plan, according to your will for my life, according to the big picture, what is this about? Because um, the enemy can confuse us. Praise God. Very good response. Any other response? Because what she has just answered will take us to the next question. What is our definition of good news? There is a biblical definition. I'll bring it out in the same Isaiah. What is our definition of good news? Because what is good news to Minister Lance might not essentially be good news to me. Is that correct? But one, one common denominator that would be there is that if I experience good news, I will know it is good news. Am I correct here? So, what is the definition of good news? Let me give you an example. I tried to look for the definition. He said, good news are reports of joy. Is that correct? Reports of what? Joy. They are information of what? Peace. Is that correct? Information of peace. They are tidings of sweetness about things or situations, persons. Or place is that correct now check isaiah chapter 40 and see the biblical definition of good news isaiah chapter 40 again please stay with me there verse 9 verse 9 he said oh zion you will bring what good tidings get up into the eye what Mountain of Jerusalem will bring what? Good tithes. Lift up your voice with what? With strength. Meaning when you have good news, strength will be part of what we accompany it. You cannot encounter good news and feel weak at the same time. It's impossible. That is not my handwriting. That is the biblical definition of what? Good news. God is not an author of confusion. Listen to the voice, Mister. Lift it up. Be not afraid. You cannot be a custodian of good news and be in fear. So, reverse this definition and check the current symptoms in your life. Do you feel weak? Have you read the scripture before? Please give me Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-five. Proverbs twenty-five, verse twenty-five. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. I was so sure somebody would come up with the relative interpretation of good news. And that's what Sister Lady has just done. But you see, there is no diversification and interpretation of scripture. Scripture speaks for itself. Look at good news here. Look at the impact of good news. As cold water is to what? A weary soul, so is what? Good news. Has anybody ever been tested before? Real first, real test now. There's some tests that even if you take coke, 
They didn't pay for this advert, but we just mentioned the name. Even if you take coke, it won't quench the thirst. Is that correct? There are some things in your life that, though it appears good, but it is not it. Ah! This is not it. Some people, two million naira is good news. But somebody here said, no, no, that's not it. Because good news is a derivative of the picture of your future. Mm -hmm. This is the impact of good news. If you don't feel this way, or you don't feel Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah 40 verse what? Verse 9. If you don't feel that way, if you feel tired, you feel sleepy, you feel weak, you feel unfulfilled, you feel nothing makes sense to you. You feel weary. Something you are expecting is called what? Good news. The cure to all of those diseases is good news. And I know somebody in this auditorium needs a cure called good news. And that's the mission of the senior pastor. That the looks on your face, you don't look like a carrier of good news. Let's go to First Kings quickly. First Kings chapter 7 and read the story of people who saw good news. And then we will not compare with our lives. Quickly, First Kings. Second Kings chapter 7. Pastor read the scripture. Second Kings chapter 7. Pastor read it on Sunday. And then we look at the, 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 the characteristics of those four people there. Second Kings chapter 7. And Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be what? Sold for a shekel. And two seer of barley for our word, and for a shekel, and the gate of Samaria. Go on, please. Just move on. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, even if the Lord, now, I'm define good news in the light of this scripture. Good news is something that haven't done all you know to do. Nothing is happening. This man said, even if God, I've never seen a man with such audacious confidence. Even if God, and then you won't blame the man in any case, because it wasn't God that was talking directly. He was like, like our own pastor. And God said to you, true pastor to you, that you believe that before the end of this year, before the end of this year, that good news that I never imagined would happen, would happen. Somebody will calculate with his logic and say, ah, putting all the permutation and the facts together is not very visible. I can, the way I see it by my projection, it's going to happen in March next year. And God is saying, no, now, nah, I don't work with your time. Look at what the man said. If the Lord would all make window in heaven, and could this thing be? And he said, all right, no problem. In fact, you, you shall see it. May that not be our testimony. He said, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Can we go further quickly? Now, there were what? Four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said, I want us to please speak each of the sentence, because that describes the state of thought of some of us. And they said to one another, why are we in this country? Go down to Canada. Somebody here is taking Canada. The moment you start to question your position, something called internal dissatisfaction is happening to you. Why are we here? Sitting here until they die. Can we go further? If we say we should stay in Nigeria, is Nigeria going through famine? So this story looks like the story of Nigeria. But the people here are not four lepers. If we stay in the city, we shall die. If we sit here, they shall die. Now, therefore, now listen to the information in that experience. 
you are in a place where you are already clueless. You don't know what else to do. As a matter of fact, you only drag yourself to church. Maybe because of the AC, or you can charge your phone, or you even meet somebody that will give you transport for your home. A state of total emptiness, clueless. The only good news about this guy is that there is not one person. Your own case is even worse than before because they are four together. You, you are one man riot dealing with your own matter by yourself. You don't even have anybody to discuss the predicament with. So in their case, they are better. And I know people who echo this thing from their mouths. They can even read it on their face. They are completely helpless. Marriage is not working. Work is not working. Finance is not working. They can't get visa. Everything looks like every day is a day of waking up with struggle. That was their case. If we sit here, we do that. Now let us go. Surrender to the army of who? Syrians. Someone gave a joke. He said, if Americans should bring an empty sheet to the barbage and say, all Nigerians that want to become citizens, this is the chain we will put in your hand. Come and take this chain and let us take, to, take it to America. Someone said, a lot of Nigerians will go. Eh? If someone said, even if the American chain got finished, Nigerians would go and buy their own chain and put it. You know, it sounds very funny. You have not walked on the streets of Lagos and see how miserable people are. If they kill, so somebody, a whole pastor, jumped down from a three-story building and committed suicide. It happened now. Huh? I read it. If they keep us alive, that means eventually, do you know what they did right now? Do you know what happened? Like somebody story here. Yeah? Eventually, they took their own fate and dumped it in the hand of whoever can manage it for them. I don't have a life of myself. Let me give it to them. We shall live on this other. Can we go on? Move on, please, quickly. And they rose. Please, who knows the meaning of twilight? What time of the day is twilight? What time? What time of the day is twilight? Deep in the evening, where nobody will notice them. The way some of you are living your life, you don't even want people to know what you are dealing with because it's becoming very embarrassing and disgraceful. Some gods, in this service, somebody, God will wipe away your tears. Believe me, you will laugh tomorrow morning. He said, weeping will endure for a night, but there is a joy. This was a total case of an helpless and hopeless human being. Four of them. And they rose and twilight and got to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their what? The Lord will surprise you. No one was there. Hey, you just got to the embassy. They say, why are you here? I want to collect my visa. How long do you want to stay? As long as I wish. Take citizenship, just be going. <laughs> Somebody said hallelujah. <laughs> Mr. Lance, if you are the one that, that that experience happened to, and you actually then look at your visa. In fact, they collected your visa and they gave you the blue, the blue passport. And, they, and you said, what, what, what is this? He said, it's your citizenship passport. Minister Lance, eh? you look at that passport. I, I can imagine how you will be. You just put it in your pocket. You will be surprised. Picture how these four lepers would have felt when they finally got to the camp. And the whole camp was quiet. Let's go on further. 
This is somebody's story. For the Lord that caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of who? Chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired us. Now, this is where the enemies were talking. Skip this one. Let's go for that. Let's go for that. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp. Blah, blah, blah. Go for that. Go for that. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent. And I wrote it here. Four things that will happen to this somebody in this service today. Now listen. They went into the tent. They did what? They heard. As in, you know, you know the way life can be great. Get go call jet him, you know. The way this thing is going there. We are not sure if these people will come back. <laughs> I said in this service, somebody will go and meet good news. Honestly, you will just enter an office. They say, well, I have heard a story. The person didn't go for interview. He followed his friend for the interview. <laughs> when the now you come say, you, what are you doing? Say, I, I, came, I came just followed my friend. Don't you want to do the interview? You know, the irony, it was that individual alone that was employed. You need this strange turning point in your destiny. Where protocol is not the reason why you became high. Strange thing just happened. Pastor introduced this message and said, You will meet good news. When have you been? It is you we have been waiting for. So, they entered the tent. I wrote the first thing that happened there. They entered the earth. Number two, they experienced the good news. When, imagine when they were done eating and they realized that ah, these people are not coming back home. It's like this whole food is our home now. They, I'm not sure they described them as four leper again. As much as they would have forgotten that they were lepers. I said, ah, so you mean all this thing now is for us. It became their next testimony. Somebody in this auditorium this evening, you would experience a tangible good news. Yeah. Number three, they went, when they were done with themselves, they now sat together and said, ah, ah, this is not fair. Ah, ah, there's famine in the land, though. We need to go back and tell them. You will come back to this place. You will come back and stand here. Minister Lance, you know what? If good news is what you can do yourself, it won't, it won't shake anybody. We had a good news here one funny Sunday, one very interesting Sunday morning. He said they brought some document to sign. That lady gave, said, they said they should. Mysteriously, she did not approve that particular transaction. Mysteriously. By the time they checked the value of that mysterious transaction, it was in the worth of 80 million. What? 85 million. Is that a good news? No better good news. They became the distributor of what? Good news. From today, you will distribute good news. People that have refused to pick your call because anytime they see your call, they think it's a problem. Don't pick it, don't pick it. It's always asking for money. From this service, that will be the last time any such will despise you. When next you call someone, I want to invite you for my wedding. I think um, the Lord just gave us twins. The Lord just gave us what? Twins. Come and celebrate with us. In fact, my two children just graduated from Harvard University. That shall be your testimony. You know, that brother finally proposed. I'm wearing a diamond ring from Dubai. You know, it sounds like a joke. These guys thought they were going to die, but they came back with good news. You are coming back with good news. Now, as I draw the curtain gradually, 
Good news can be a representation of a place or a person. True or false? Good news can be a representation of a place or a person. Just in a moment, turn this story around and imagine that the four lepers came back to the city. Don't forget that these are lepers that they must have despised because they were living at the outskirts. Now imagine that the four lepers with confidence, good news brings confidence. Every insult is because there is no result. Say they are insulting you. Oh, wouldn't you insult eh? Where there is value, nobody will believe to you. Who said, okay, when they came back with the news, did the people say, don't talk to us, oh, you are lepers, you are lepers. Did the people say that? It is when your life is not complete, people have a reason to insult you. The Bible said the four of them walk. I don't know what leprosy looks like, but from little biology, it's like certain parts of their body does not work again. Or maybe their hands chopped off. By the tradition and the law of Moses, there are people you should avoid. The Bible said they walked back into, not to the asket, into the city. And they told them, well, you guys thought we are the asket. You know the truth? The lesson there is that the person that will turn your story around, it's not a good time to despise anybody. Yeah, I know people have habits of wanting to select who God will send. You better stop that joke. The person God will send will not be, will might not fall into any of your criteria or parameters or, or human qualification. Who would have imagined four lepers will save a whole nation? God is a God of humor. You will play humor with somebody in this service. The person that you think will not be of any value, the person that will deliver that good news indeed. And that is somebody lesson here. Now, there is a place that you will need to go and you will find good news. I pray a prayer. As you step out of your door and go to work tomorrow, wherever you will go and they will not celebrate you, you will not go there. Yeah. Where you will go and they will offer you good news, that's where you will go. Yeah. Some people refuse to come out from South Africa. Even with free, with, free, with free flights. Some people jumped on the plane and came back. Because when it comes to green pasture, only God knows where the location is. Only God knows where the location of green pasture is. So the prayer for you today, if you are in the wrong place and you are suffering, heaven will locate you tonight. Yeah. Let's take it further before we get into the place of prayer. Because I really sincerely want us to take those five prayer points. Good news is either in a place or a person. Good news is a surprise joy from heaven. Don't get accustomed to your current situation because good news is still coming your way. Are you with me? The last time you heard of bad news, what was your body reaction? You broke down in tears. Is that correct? If you truly believe that in this service, after tonight, how you will start to experience will be good news, what should be your body reaction? So this is the story. Somebody said to a man of God, I want, I'm trusting God for fruit of the womb. The man of God looked at the woman and said, go to the market and buy baby clothes. Anybody had that kind of testimony before? Go to the market and do what? Buy baby clothes. Mama, she obeyed, went to the market, bought baby clothes, and nine months after, she came back with a baby. Now listen to this very important instruction. There is a behavioral pattern you are supposed to have in full anticipation that there is good news coming. Now, you cannot be enveloped with the reality of your coming good news and still be keeping the mindset of a defeatist. Now, I am a living proof that good news exists. 
I have never imagined. On Sunday after service, I went to the mama, man of the woman of God. Not this Sunday, the previous Sunday. She was approaching her office. And I said, Mama, Mama. You know, in my usual mannerism of joke, Mama, you're looking very hot. Oh. Yeah, I stop that. I said, Mama, you know what I need for me now? Please pray for me. And she said, kneel down. In front of the gates to the church office. And, I, and she started to do strange declaration. I have never seen a week as fabulous as that in my entire life since January. I have not. I'm waiting to share the fullness of the testimony. Now, there is a behavioral pattern that is required to launch this thing so that you don't end up like Zachariah. Wait for it. Enjoy it. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Good news. Never say they will take your life. It's just for a while. I will soon pay my bill. Say it. Believe it. It will happen. See, there's no school fees. Shut up. They're going to the best school in the name of Jesus. Believe it. It comes back. Now, let me not take much of a time. Let's just now feel very quickly. And I want you to pray. Just five prayer points. Five prayer points. We'll be done. You know, I promised at 4.30, we're going to be 7.40, we're going to be out of here. How many of us really want to pray? There is a prayer point I want somebody to take seriously here. Is in Father, Make me a testimony that is complete. Now, you don't know the meaning of that statement. You know, if you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, and you suddenly realize that you have conceived, you know it is good news. But it is also not a guarantee that a baby will come. Mm. There are millions who have started the journey of good news, but the enemy aborted it along the way. The way you are right now, there is a good news loading for you. Loading. Unload, Lord. Unload. You want to say to God this morning, the, the good news that is currently ongoing in process, every power that wants to abort it, embarrass them tonight. Are you here with me, friends? Pray it with holy anger. Lift your voice and say, Father, Every good news that is yet to be completed in my life, bring it to completion tonight. Every power that wants to abort it, eliminate them. Lift your voice and pray that prayer very quickly. Every power that wants to make your good news incomplete, incomplete good news, incomplete good news, incomplete good news, put an end to them tonight. Let my good news be complete. Whatever you have started, the Bible said, He that has begun a good work in us, Philemon 5, He that has begun a good work in us, we bring it to a good end. There are good things currently going on in your life. God will bring them to a good end. Every good thing currently ongoing in your life, they will not end in tragedy. Every good thing currently ongoing in your life, they will not end in tragedy. They will end. They will end in good news. They started with good news. They will end in good news. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, you're going to take this prayer. Matthew 9, Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. It's a very simple prayer there. Somebody will take it seriously now. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. Therefore, listen to this prayer point. Therefore, pray ye the Lord of what? Harvest. To send who? 
laborers into your harvest field. Everyone that is meant to contribute to your good news. Wherever they are, heaven will gather them in your direction right now. Take that prayer and begin to pray very quickly. Hey, say, pray ye. Pray to the Lord of harvest to send laborers. Every laborer that should bring good news into my life. Lord, gather them from tonight. Everyone that should contribute to my good news. Everyone that should play a role in my good news. Gather them for me tonight. Gather them for me tonight. Gather them for me tonight. Somebody's not praying. The Lord is not hearing your voice. Every man or woman that should contribute to your good news. Every man or woman that should bring good news your way. Heaven will bring them from tonight. From tonight you will meet them. You will meet them in the office. You will meet them on the road. You will meet them in the church. Wherever you go, you will encounter someone that will contribute good news into your life. That shall be your testimony. Lord, we give you praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Precious Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. <clears throat> now you want to take the prayer point in John chapter 10, verse 10. You want to banish every negative. You know what the Bible said in John 10, 10? said the enemy has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Any agent of the devil set to bring bad news into your life. You know, this prayer looks very funny. Somebody can just drive a car there. One conductor from nowhere. Any representation of agent of darkness and they're arranging bad news for you this year, the Lord will bring them to shame. Somebody's taking up here right now. He said, the enemy have come to kill. The enemy have come to steal. And they have come to destroy. Anyone who wants to gather bad news for me, Lord, let them return back to sender. Let them go back. They won't meet you at home. They won't meet you at home. They won't meet you at home. They won't meet you in the office. They won't meet you at home. Anyone that wants to put you in trouble, anyone that wants to bring good news, bad news your way, they won't meet you at home. In the name of the Lord Jesus, banish them out of my way. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. That's the next prayer point before the last one. Isaiah 61 verse 3. I was so desire that we continue to take these prayers. Isaiah chapter... Now listen to this. To console those who mourn in Zion. So give them what? Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for what? For mourning. The garment of praise for what? For the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That it may be glorified. Lift your two hands to God. And say from today Lord. Wear on me the garment of good news. Ah, from this day. Every garment of mourning. Every garment of sorrow. Every garment of lack of joy. Wear on me and my job. And my business. And my family. And my children. The garment of. Me only wash your banuje. Me only wash your kun. Me only wash your she. Me only wash your kwa atoroje. Every garment of that is dirty. Every garment that will drag me backward. Lord, renew the garment of my life. Take away the ashes and give me beauty. Take away the heaviness and give me joy. Lord, take everything that is tampering with my joy, everything that is tampering with my peace, everything that is tampering with my joy and my good news Lord take away that garment out of my life put on me the garment of praise, the garment of beauty in the name of the Lord Jesus in Jesus precious name we are prayed now this is the last prayer point so let the Holy Ghost preserve every sponsor of good news in your life. Now, you don't know that prayer, what that prayer means. There are some people that they must not die, otherwise it will affect you. There are people called helpers. Oh, you don't understand it. 
The person that is meant to add value to your life will not fall sick. For instance, our senior pastor is adding value to our life. Nothing will go wrong with him. He will not be tired. He will not be weary. He will not be discouraged. There are some people like those four lepers. They must not die on their way to the city. You want to pray that last prayer? Everyone that should sponsor good news in my life, that should sponsor good news in my life, they will not fall sick. They will not die. Lift your voice and take that prayer in a few seconds. Everyone that should sponsor good news in your life, good news, Lord. There will be no more scarcity of good news in my life. Everyone that should sponsor good news in my life, your boss, your boss, your leader, anyone, your HOD, anyone that is instrumental to good news in your destiny, they will not fall sick. They will not die. Nothing will go wrong with them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Lord, you have declared by the mouth of your servant that this is our week and our month of good news. Let everybody saying amen in this service. Let them testify to good news. Good news of children. Good news of husband. Good news of good health. Good news of financial breakthrough. Good news of sound mind. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, you are not a man that would lie. Or the son of man that would change his mind. If you have promised it, you will deliver it. Let everybody say in amen. Let them testify to good news. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. If you know you are a candidate of good news, say a convincing amen. I am well assured that the word of God will never return to him void, except it has fulfilled what he sent for. From today, you will not cry again. That burden is gone. As you have dropped it in this service, you will not take it back home. Somebody with good news and joy in the house wants to pay their tithe very quickly. Any tithe in the house? 